Welcome to the Raging Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Dixon, Kai Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre. What's up, you turkeys? <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Raging Takes. I'm your host, Brian Dixon, here with my co-host, Kai the Commissioner Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre, a.k.a. Mac. What's up, boys? How you guys doing? Doing great, Kai. Thank you for asking. I'm really happy to be here. I was asking the audience, not you. Oh, sorry. Oh, Mac always thinks we're asking him questions whenever we're talking to the audience. It's really a, it's an unfortunate habit he's picked up. Uh, today is May 13th, 2023, uh, and we're going to be talking a little NFL schedule mostly today. We're going to go over some draft poll results from last week, our, our uh, NBA draft that we did. We're going to talk the NBA playoffs. We're going to take a look at the NHL playoffs. We'll do a quick little run through of the MLB. And later on, we're going to be doing a way too early NFL playoff seeding prediction. But as I said before, let's start off with the NFL schedule release. It came out on Thursday night. There's a lot of interesting matchups. Uh, we'll start off with opening nights. The opening Thursday night game will be Kansas City versus the Detroit Lions. What do you guys think about this opening night matchup? I kind of like it. I think it's I think it's gonna be fun. I like it. A I lot love too. it. Uh, Lions are like the new hotness. They I personally think they had a really great draft and Chiefs are the defending champs, obviously. So it's going to be an absolute banger, I would assume. Yeah, it's just a, it's a little strange. I was for sure thinking that it was going to be the Super Bowl rematch between the Chiefs and the Eagles, but I mean they left that for uh, Week Eleven instead. But yeah, either way, I love this matchup. The Lions are a hot upstart team, and yeah, they get their first test of the season against the defending champions. And I'm just excited to see Amon Ra drop uh, my first fantasy points in my dynasty league. Oh yeah. I think it's uh, this is a fun matchup to have on the first night of the season just because it's so high powered. I mean, you know that Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to show up most of the time. Super Bowl champions show up on opening night, uh, minus like the Rams last year. Usually, I think they went like 90 percent of the time. So, you know, the Chiefs will probably show up. It's banner nights, ring night. They're going to come out. They're going to be they're going to show up to play the Lions. They're going to come out. Bite some kneecaps. Arrowhead's going to be pumping. They ha- the Lions have a high flying offense as well. This could easily be like a like a thirty five thirty four game or like a forty two thirty five game. I, I, I always like mine. when they. I always love when they start off the season with like a really high offensive game. It's 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 just a nice way to start the season usually, especially for fantasy. Yeah, it should be yeah, a goldmine exactly. game. Um. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on. We'll just throw. We'll just go over a couple of other. Uh, uh, big games on the schedule there's there's not like a a crazy amount of games but we'll go over some primetime matchups week one monday night football bills jets uh it'll be aaron Rodgers' debut in a new york jets uniform facing off against their division rivals josh allen and the buffalo bills what do you guys think about this matchup do you think aaron Rodgers is going to win his first game as a jet do you think that the bills are going to come out firing who do you think is going to have control i think it's i think it's in new jersey right or is it a buffalo home game i actually don't know i'm gonna i'll look that up while you guys discuss it what do you guys think about this game hmm so i think jets are at home to saw it and ooh, buddy that's gonna be a battle a battle of different sides of new york there well Wait, isn't the Jets Stadium technically in New Jersey? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's okay. in New, it's in it's in the Meadowlands. Okay, interesting. Uh 
Not far from New York City, though. Not far, not far. I I got to take Bills, man. They're just Josh mm-hmm. Allen is the guy. He's so freaking good, man. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Jets. Uh, the Jets. Oh. The, the Jets. The, yeah, the Jets. They play the Bills very tough every year. I mean, I think they they split the series last year. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds right to me. Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the home team on this one. I mean, uh, we don't know how Aaron Rodgers is gonna look, but I know uh, Josh Allen had a little bit of struggles last year. I'm not sure they did enough on offense this season to shore up those red zone struggles. I know they got Dalton Kincaid, but he's a rookie, so we'll see if he's lit up right away. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm gonna go with the Jets and that strong defense they got. I like it. I like, uh, it's gonna be a great game. I'm still. I'm. I'm not. I'm I'm still on the fence. I don't know which way I believe yet about the Jets. I, part of me still thinks Rodgers has some stuff in him. He didn't have a bad season last year. I definitely didn't have like a, a Aaron Rodgers esque season of passing the eye test. But it, stats look really good. There's still a possibility. I mean, he's he's getting up there. He's obviously got all these other things off the field that he's interested in too, which eventually will become a distraction. I don't know if I buy Rodgers the Jets as being a good thing yet. The Jets usually mess everything up that they try to do. You know, like it just it seems like <laughs> last year they had an amazing defense, obviously. And there the, it was one of those uh, one quarterback away situations. I just don't know if I buy 38, 39 year old Aaron Rodgers being that quarterback, especially with all the stuff that he has surrounding him with uh, off the field, you know, with the ayahuasca stuff, the Jeopardy stuff, the girl, the famous girlfriends. I, I just don't know if I buy that yet, especially in a tough division, too, with the Dolphins and the Bills. And I guess Bill Belichick, too, even though the Patriots seem like easily the worst team in that division this year. I, I just don't know if I buy the Jets yet. So I, I would say I, I think the Bills are going to take this one. I think that they're going to still control the division next year. But we'll get to that later. I definitely uh, like it better on. than Zach Wilson. I'll tell you that for my final point. He is better than Zach Wilson. <laughs> I, I will give you that. Yes. I have to ask you though, what if it came out that uh, Aaron Rodgers is on the TB12 method? Hmm? Ooh, well, but then I would have to. Uh, then I would have to reconsider everything I said. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I, I, I mean, know. Yeah. I, I those strawberries he's eating are just weighing him down. You know. Um, <laughs> now, it's moving on, we'll go to. A week two Thursday night football matchup. I, I looked at the Thursday night football match. I think this one's really the only like notable one. They're not they're, definitely don't have bad Thursday night football matchups, but this is like the 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 cream of the crop to me. And it's week two Vikings Eagles, a matchup of two of the top NFC teams from last season. Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts. Uh, what do we feel about this one right off the bat? Week two. I mean, this is pretty much an exact rematch of uh, last season. They played in week two last year. Uh, Eagles demolished them last time around. I remember I was in uh, Hawaii watching this one. That was awesome. Um, I really, I don't know. I got to, yeah, got to, got to go with my boys here. So I think the Eagles are gonna take care of business here. Um, they're gonna come real strong out the gate. I think the Vikings will have a much better season than they did last year, but that remains to be seen. Yeah, Vikings feel brand new a little bit, a little bit. You know what I mean? They've uh, reloaded in in a bunch of different aspects, offense, defense. Um, I, I kind of like the Vikings here. Sorry, Kai. Sorry, right. I, I actually, I actually do think that this time around it's going to be a much closer game than it was last time. I believe last time it was thirty-eight to seven. So I could actually see it being a lot closer this time. I will say though, Philly's at home, so maybe I'll I have a better chance of being wrong. 
Yeah, I think uh, either way, it's going to be a good matchup. Probably another high-scoring type of affair. Uh, possible playoff preview, possible like NFC Championship preview, really early NFC Championship preview. But I would say the Vikings, too. Uh, I guess we'll see. I, I think the Eagles are still going to be great next year, but it's it's hard for teams to repeat the same exact success that they had two years in a row. So although the Eagles could maybe go to the Super Bowl again next year and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be crazy at all, I don't see them having as good of a season as they did last year, record-wise, uh, point-scored-wise. I just think there's, there's a little bit of a regression coming. I still think that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, no question. I think there's just going to be a slight regression. Well, yeah, the they, have a, they have a much tougher schedule than last year, yeah. too, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Much tougher schedule, and once the quarterback is on the big contract and no longer on the rookie one like Jalen Hurts is mm-hmm. now, you cannot surround that te- that quarterback with the same talent that you once had on both sides of the ball. Well, true so. enough, but they did make his contract a little bit more flexible in regard to that. I don't know the exact specifics, but that's what they were saying. Well, cap is still a thing, unfortunately, in comparison to a rookie contract. So Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. All right, so move on to week four, Sunday night football, Chiefs, Jets. This is one of the bigger games, I I, I think. Possibly Rodgers and Mahomes matchup for the very first time. They had two other chances in the past. 2019, Pat Mahomes was injured. 2021, Rodgers missed due to COVID protocol. What do we think about possibly the first ever matchup between Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes on week four, Sunday night football? I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a awesome duel. I know Rodgers is a little bit on the older side now, but this is an exact perfect matchup of old versus new. Hell yeah. I want to see Patrick Mahomes throw it at Sauce Gardner a couple times. Test it, test him, you know? Ooh. What about a, uh, it could be a Miko Hardman revenge game? <laughs> start, yeah. start him up in fantasy that week. <laughs> <laughs> Fire up Miko Hardman in fantasy week oh, four. Uh, he's going for three scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best receivers of all time, if you ask Tyreek Hill. Uh, that's right. that's going off topic. In Call uh, of Duty when they play? or I think so, yeah. Great Call of Duty guys, great right? Call of Duty player, yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to the next game, week nine. Sunday Night Football, Bills-Bengals, a rematch of the game where DeMar Hamlin had to leave, obviously, almost died on the field. Um, what do you think about Bills-Bengals? So good. Two of the top quarterbacks, great offenses, solid defense always from both those teams. Yeah, this is a perfect midseason matchup. Yeah, I like this matchup a lot. And I mean, funny enough, too, this is the game that uh, basically like kind of made the first thing happen in fantasy where a lot of championships are left up in the air. A lot of people didn't get the, the, the true results that they wanted from their players in the fantasy championship. So I guess maybe this is just like the consider it the makeup game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean. Let's not make it, but it was, this game, I think, was really people were really looking forward to this game last season. Uh, and now the DeMar Hamlin stuff happened, obviously. And now this game, I assume DeMar Hamlin will probably be playing in the game. I, I know he got cleared to return to football and he wants to play football. I don't know if he's going to be playing this year or not. He'll come back eventually. But that'll be a, a very emotional moment if he's out on the field against the Bengals. Uh, it's a matchup against Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. That's a crazy great AFC matchup for hopefully years to come. 
Bills Bengals was one of those games last year. It happened so late in the season. It was going into that game on Monday. It was a Monday night football game. Going into that game, it would have been the most combined wins by two teams in a Monday night football game ever. So it was like being promoted as like, this could be one of the best Monday night football games of all time. So now that we're getting another shot at it on Sunday night football this year, very exciting for me. I, I'm really excited to watch the Bills and Bengals square off. Super stoked. Absolutely. Um. Okay, so moving on, week 11, Monday Night Football, Chiefs-Eagles, Super Bowl rematch. Kai talked about it a little bit earlier. He thought it was going to be the opening night game. They decided to save it for a week 11 Monday night game instead. I think this is probably the cream of the crop as far as the Monday night games go. What do you guys think about Chiefs-Eagles? We'll start with Kai since it's his Eagles and it's his Super Bowl rematch. That should be another good game. I mean... Yeah, they both match up very well together, even after all the roster changes this year. Yeah, I'm ready for another good game. I wanna I wanna get a revenge. Yeah, what do you think? Well, I love my boy Mahomes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's uh I think he's just gonna take care of business again, you know. Well, it's tough because I don't love the receiving options for him, but he just makes it work with anybody, so it's very interesting to see how he's going to make it work all over again. You know, it's like he's got what Rashi Rice, but, you know, obviously Kelsey. It's a bunch of young guys that, you know, they're going to have to prove themselves. So Sky Moore as well. Yeah, he's very interesting because they only really used him as a returner. He had a couple. He did some stuff in the playoffs or the yeah. Super Bowl. Sorry, but it took it took a long time for him to ramp up during that season, which is, you know, it's kind of Andy Reid has always been like that with rookies. He likes to ramp them up throughout the season. And then if you trust them by the end of it, then they get some, some run, but yeah, it's going to be an absolute banger once again. Yeah. I fully expect the Eagles defense to show up this time, but yeah, I I expect it to be another uh, close game as well. Yeah, this is, this is going to be fun one. I could see this being a, a, like one that you just people talk about on ESPN and like on Twitter all week long after that Monday night game. I, I this is going to be it's going to be a really fun matchup. I mean, could quite possibly be a Super Bowl preview of this year. Honestly, I mean, they could easily run it back this year if the if both teams uh, do well again. So should be could interesting. Be fun, I like, yeah, yeah, I like I like that one a lot. So now we'll we'll shift from the primetime games now over to some international games. Actually, no, we got one more one more Monday night football thing to talk about there's three weeks this week or this season with double headers weeks two weeks three and week 14 uh what do you guys think about that that the nfl seems to be wanting to put more than one game on monday night football this year yeah i don't i don't love it you know the players seem to hate it especially so it's like it's tough for them you know it's like they literally go to battle every time they're out there. It's like, you know, football's got to be one of the hardest things on your body out there. So, I don't know. I kind of don't love it for the players. As a viewer, of course I love it. But, you know, just the way with how injuries go with within the NFL, everything like that, it's kind of it's kind of tough. I'm a little torn. So, I I like the I like the idea of having two games on Monday night every single week, but the thing is they're starting within like an hour of each other. So like one game will start 7.15 Eastern time and the next game will start 8.15 Eastern time. So really you got to be firing up two screens to watch Monday night football. So it's like, if it was like a true double header situation where we're playing one at, you know, 
seven Eastern and the next one at 10 or so Eastern. I granted not everyone would be able to watch both games, obviously, but I mean, I don't know. I would, I'd be more interested in that. I don't want to watch two games at the same time on Monday night football. I would like to back to back. Absolutely. I'll, I'll take my whole Monday night and watch football, but I don't, I don't know about two games at once. I kind of just want to watch the one Monday night football game and then get on with the rest of my week and get ready for the following NFL week. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that's just me being nitpicky, but Kai, what do you think? I, I mean, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, yeah, the the starting time is the only gripe I have about it, but um, I'll just go to a bar and so I could have both screens, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. I just don't want anything taken away from my red zone experience. Maybe I'm being true, selfish. True, true. Um, okay, so now we'll go to the international games, move on to that. So there's going to be five international games this season. First up, the Jaguars are going to get back-to-back games, weeks four and five in London, uh, one against the Falcons, and in week five they will be playing the Buffalo Bills. What do you guys think about the London Jaguars experiment? The London Jaguars. I mean, that's kind of... Aren't they like the favorite team over there? I mean, that's why they do it every year, right? They're they're the team that goes to London like every single year. I think the NFL is trying to like push the... Push the Jaguars narrative over to the uh, other side of the pond. Well, I know they're very, I know they're very well liked over there. Well, that's where their owners from. So, uh, makes oh, sense. I did not know that. I did not know that. Shad Khan, yeah, yeah, okay. He's British. He's British. I did not know he's British. I've never heard him speak one time in my entire life. I've seen that mustache work. Though. Yeah, I was gonna say, you yeah. see the mustache, dude. They can oh, I seen that. Grow I've them over the there across the pond, man. <laughs> Well, I, what I will say is I think the Jaguars are going to have a nice little advantage in week five because they're already going to be very well adjusted to the time zone change over there when they play the Bills yeah. the next week. So take that as you will. Now, are these both Jaguars home games technically or are they given or is it like one home, one away? I, I feel like you got to give them you got to take two home games from them, right? It says or, at Buffalo for week five. Uh, the little loophole. I mean, whatever yeah. that whatever that means. I mean, the Bills are getting a home game, you know, across to a different, different, totally different continent, getting a home game over there against a team that's been there two, two straight weeks and is probably getting rooted for by the mostly crowd. So that that kind of sucks for Buffalo. Um, also, it's kind of easy to like laugh these games off because it's the Jaguars. But don't forget, the Jaguars made the playoffs last year. So the Jaguars Bills is actually like a really decent game. I think um, so too. Yeah, the Jaguars the up. Trevor Lawrence came on real strong last year. Very impressive. So like Jags Falcons, whatever. I'm not waking up at six thirty in the morning for that one. But uh, you're not committed. No, <laughs> not, <laughs> not not for that one. No. I remember no, one time. But... I remember one time I woke up for a Washington Cincinnati London game. I woke up at six thirty in the morning. I watched the entire game and it ended in a tie because the Washington kicker missed a field oh, goal at the that end. Game. Uh, one of the, got, might be quite possibly my least favorite football game I've ever watched, which is truly, <laughs> truly saying something. Uh, it felt like I wasted my entire morning. It was terrible. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, not a big fan of the London games, but uh, uh, we'll move on. Week six will be another London game. This time the Jaguars get a break. I, I assume that's probably their bye week. Uh, this time it will be Baltimore versus Tennessee. Another like decent game. The NFL usually just throws like a bunch of garbage over there for London and whoever else. But like this year, it actually seems like they're like trying to take care of them, trying to give them a better product. So, what do you guys think about Baltimore, Tennessee, and London in Week Six? Uh, I'm fading Tennessee at the moment, so yeah, I don't know. Nothing too exciting on that team this year for me personally. Yeah, I fully expect the Ravens to take this one. 
Derrick Henry's not too exciting for you? Nah, he's old. Not that old. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean it, King Henry. Please don't destroy uh, me in fantasy again. He Oh, he gonna. Um, he, that's what he does. Uh, he does every year. <laughs> I'm not ready to call the Titans done yet. I think if Tannehill still has some no. gas in the tank, I think they're going to be perfectly fine. I still think Vrabel's a good coach. Uh, it's a weak division, honestly. I don't fully buy back that the Jaguars will run it back and win division again. It's it's kind of just like four kind of like shaky teams with a lot of question marks, all four of them. So I, I there's a, there's plenty of scenarios where the Titans could be a playoff team next year, in my opinion. You think Tannehill like possibly gets traded or just loses the job outright to Will Levis at all this year? Definitely, definitely possible. Uh, traded, unless they have some sort of idea in their mind that they definitely want to go with Levis and they want to go in a different direction from Tannehill. That's the only way I see that happening. I, if they want to actually compete and they want to see if Tannehill still has a little bit left in the tank, I don't I don't see them getting rid of him. Because at the very least, if you want to start Will Levis or even, I guess, Malik Willis, Tannehill is a valuable backup to have on your bench, even though he costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I don't think that they would get rid of him unless they already have this little like predisposed plan where they're like, no, let's let's give it to Levis. Uh, let's see what he's got. And then, you know, whatever. Probably bad news for Vrabel future if that is the case though so i don't know i think it's more of a like if the titans are out of playoff contention then i could see like will levis making the starts from here on out and then maybe making the move away from Tannehill. or if Tannehill just comes out whether they're winning or losing and Tannehill just looks busted as fuck uh they probably would make a change so i i would say will levis is certainly gonna play at least you know start at least one game this year i would say for sure one way or the other yeah, like if uh, if they do do well and th- like it doesn't matter game like week 17, 18, something like that. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, all right, move on to the next one. Week nine in Germany, Dolphins Chiefs, another banger. This is another good game. This is probably the best one out of the international games. For sure. Yeah. Those lucky Germans. Lucky Germans. Uh, <laughs> On the one side, the Dolphins, they got two. They got Tyreek. They got Jalen Waddle. High-powered offense over there. Obviously, we know the Chiefs have Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Um, the addition of Jalen Ramsey. Let's not forget that. Jalen Ramsey for the Dolphins, yes. Uh, so this is quite possibly like an AFC playoff preview. Uh, I mean, two playoff teams from last year, no, right? The Dolphins made the playoffs last year, right? Um, Did they? Or I think they, they, I think they barely missed it. I, if I remember I think they correctly, barely missed, oh, they yeah. barely missed. The Chargers got in over them, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so but the Dolphins were like coming down to the to the last second where they were in playoff uh, contention. So yeah. I, I think this is gonna be another one where it's gonna be a super high powered attack. Germany is probably gonna get a good show. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Will you wake uh, up for that one? Uh, I will wake up for Dolphins Chiefs. Yes, you can put it on the board for that one. I'll wake up for Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Uh, All right, we'll move on if we have no other comments. And we'll talk about perhaps the worst game uh, of the five. Week 10 in Germany, Colts Patriots. What do we think about this one, Mac? Stinker. It stinks. Well, I I, I like like the Colts. I like the Colts, actually. I like Anthony Richardson. Nice young man. Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor. No, I don't like Jonathan Taylor. He was. Don't like Jonathan Taylor. I spent a lot of money on him in our auction draft league, and he was a. Uh, 
humongous failure. Yeah. Got so, it, got it. Taylor um, Bros not no, no longer. Um yeah, I, I mean there's some there's some certain players on both teams that I'm sure Germany will enjoy watching, but this seems like a stinker. So almost certainly it'll probably be the best game of the bunch. But um yeah, Kai, do you have any thoughts about Colts Pats in Germany? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a stinker, but I I could maybe see some potential on this one. I mean, depending on how Anthony Richardson is looking by this point in time, he could be like must-see TV at this point. We never know, so. Very true. He could very well be still working out the kinks in his game, though, in Week 10. True. No, no kinks allowed in double-digit weeks. Um. All right. Move on to some holiday games now. The Thanksgiving slate we have... Three matchups between division rivals. So first off, we got Packers-Lions in the early game, Commanders-Cowboys in the afternoon game, Niners-Seahawks at night. Which one of these catches your guys' eye? Do any of them catch your eye? All of them? Which uh, which one's your favorites here? I don't personally love any of these, but... I'm going to say uh, Niners-Seahawks. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think the Seahawks could very well uh, be a playoff team again this year. Maybe if Maybe even if everything goes right, could push for the division title too against the Niners. So, mm. I, I really like the Seattle's draft this year. I think they got a lot stronger this year. Yeah. Mac, what do you I think? I don't know. I kind of like this Green Bay Lions game. Really? I don't know. Would why. you say you love it? No. Jordan, Jordan <laughs> I would not. I would not. Oh, stop it. Oh, you stop that. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, no, but I mean, I, I don't love anything about the Packers, but maybe they'll surprise us. I do believe in their coach. You know, he's kind of got that Shanahan vibe where he just kind of figures things out, gets the best out of his players. So maybe they gave us a little bit of a show. Who knows? Um... Okay, I like that reasoning. Uh, since no one mentioned it, I guess I'll talk to Commanders and Cowboys. This game stinks, though. I don't. <laughs> they, they always find a way to put the Commanders on Thanksgiving. I don't know what it is. It's like once every other year. It's like let's just throw the Commanders in and let them lose by twenty-five to the Cowboys. So, <laughs> yeah, um, there we are. So we'll see how Sam Howell does in his uh, Thanksgiving debut. Or maybe he'll beat Jacoby Brissett by then. Who knows? The brisket. Um, the brisket. So, yeah, I, I would say I think Commanders Cowboys is probably easily the worst of these three games. Uh, so I, I would I'll agree with Kai that I think Niner Seahawks is the most interesting. But I don't know. I wish they would have had a little bit more juicier matchups for Thanksgiving. I think they put the juicier matchups on Christmas, which I I personally prefer football on Thanksgiving. I feel like Thanksgiving is the football right. holiday. Christmas is the basketball holiday. It's personally, always on wherever you go. Like seems like the NFL is trying to take over Christmas. Um like a big gosh. big fat hog it is. Uh rude. So yeah, so we'll uh we'll we'll make our way to Christmas in a second. I'm getting I'm getting a little uh, ahead of myself. So let's first talk about the very first Black Friday game in NFL history. Dolphins Jets the day after Thanksgiving. Love this game. This game's way better than anything they got going on Thanksgiving. I agree. Yeah. They knew what they were doing there, huh? That's gonna be such a good one, I assume. I am so open to the idea of making Black Friday football a thing. Like, let's do three games on Thanksgiving and then two more on Black Friday. Why don't we do like an afternoon evening kind of thing going on on Black Friday, too? You know, nobody nobody does anything on Black Friday. Let's just fuck. Let's just watch football, man. Let's watch some more football. 
Well, uh, sorry to cut you idea. off. I love but, the idea of a Black Friday football game. That's all I was going to say. So go ahead. Uh, they do have college games on that day. Is the only thing. Oh, so, screw gotcha. that. Yeah, I'm just saying. Obviously, obviously, I'm not, there's not, plenty of college football yeah, yeah, fans yeah. out there, and so oh, they could, they could be like could care less about more football. Is all. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I uh, I am not a college football guy at all. So like, I didn't even like even put that together. Like, oh yeah, that's probably why they haven't done it up until now. Is that that's probably a college football day. I just don't watch college football. It doesn't interest me. I just don't like it. So I will not be watching college football on Black Friday. Give me some NFL. Give me another uh, Give me another juicy matchup like it. Dolphins, Jets. Um, college football other, yeah. is better than yeah. NFL. Oh. Boo. <laughs> Horrible <laughs> raging take. I know. I love that. I love that uh, argument. Do you guys have any other comments about Dolphins, Jets before we move on to the Christmas games? No, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think it's a perfect selection for a Black Friday game for the first one ever. Yeah, I agree. I agree big time. Um, Christmas. Christmas games. Christmas. Like I said, slightly juicy. Now, there is one matchup that isn't juicy at all, and it's Raiders-Chiefs, <laughs> to, to be fair. Uh, don't know why the NFL decided to punish me specifically on Christmas, but um, yeah, so I get to watch the Raiders lose by 50 in Kansas City and then enjoy the rest of my holiday. Uh, the next would be Giants Eagles. That's a pretty good matchup rematch from the playoffs. Granted, the Eagles destroyed them in the playoffs last year, but still a nice rematch. I think 49ers Ravens will be the night game that that night. I kind of love that game. What are you guys' like thoughts about one. these? Three I, I, games? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mac, what do you think about 49ers Ravens? That's Yeah, I think that's my favorite by a long shot. I yeah, like that, that. that. I like both those teams. Very fun. Definitely my favorite, too. Yeah, that's going to be uh matchup of two AFC powerhouses or no I'm sorry NFC AFC yes two powerhouses from two different conferences perhaps a possible Super Bowl matchup I'm not sure the Ravens have Super Bowl juice this year but maybe maybe um Kai what do you think about Giants Eagles that day I mean yeah I mean Eagles are the Giants daddy you know everyone knows that Mm -hmm. we we just we destroyed them all three times we played them last year um even the second game with Jalen Hurts out we handled that pretty solidly so i don't expect it to be any different this year i think the giants are that was a fluky year they had last year i don't expect them to be good this year especially with the same tough schedule they share with our division yeah go off man giants hater they were they were like it they were a product of their easy schedule last year i do not expect that to continue this year oh okay all right all right all right sorry spicy uh all right do we have any other things to say about christmas game that raiders chiefs game is a stinker right that's a stinker no not all the way around i think so i kind of i kind of like what the raiders have been doing too i mean they're they they still have Devontae adams he's no i don't no i don't disagree and honestly the game in kansas city last year which was the infamous Devontae adams pushes a reporter game uh, the Ra- the Raiders had like a twenty seven to nothing nothing lead. So I mean, I I'm with you. I I'm I'm of the opinion that the Raiders have made their team. I don't know if I would say better, but they're they're better than what people are giving them credit for. In my opinion, Absolutely. a lot of the B writers are shitting on them. They don't they think that they're making really bad moves. I see the vision that the Raiders are doing. I don't know if it's going to work this year. I see what they're trying to do though. Jimmy G is a natural winner. I think they're going to find a way to be a game or two better this year. The Raiders. I don't know if they're they're not going to be Super Bowl contenders or anything like that. But I, I I agree with you. I think that the Raiders are better off. But I just think that a matchup in Kansas City is such like 
that's easily the hardest game that the Raiders have to play year in, year out for the last five or six years, whenever Mahomes, since Mahomes has been in the league, and probably for the next 10 years in Kansas City is going to be the toughest game on the schedule, and you're doing it on Christmas? That, that's that's tough for me personally, but maybe I'm just looking at it from a silver and black colored glasses, so I don't know. Well, at least you get to wake up early in the morning and see Jimmy G's face. Oh, man. Oh. Every girl's dream. Square jaw. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so dreamy. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, before we finish up with the NFL schedule talk, let's talk about. I know Mac. You're not like you're kind of like a casual NFL fan. You don't really have like a specific team you root for we, uh, year after year. It's more like players and stuff like that. Kai though is a humongous Eagles fan. Kai, what do you think about the Eagles schedule? this year i mean it's the complete opposite of last year i know the eagles were catching a lot of flack last year a lot of people didn't think we were legit because we had a very easy schedule but now this year we have the number one toughest schedule in the league um our all of our opponents uh combined is a 0.566 win percentage so yeah uh i really hope the eagles prove their doubters wrong from last year um I know I think the over under for the Eagles schedule this year is uh ten and a half wins. I are I think you're taking the under? No, I'm taking the over. Oh, oh. did you ever go on the the C note dude and put it in or I'm, what? I'm gonna say eleven and six. Okay. Dude, I'm 11 just 11 looking at it real quick, just attack onto that. So there's starting from week six. Let me make sure I'm reading this right. Uh, I lost it. Hold on. Can we just second. play? So, should we just play the schedule game? The schedule game. <laughs> should we just go down the Eagles schedule and be like, "Hey, what about this game?" and see see who's gonna win these? Wait, am I looking at it wrong? Sorry. All right. We're, you know we're, play, we're playing going. the Eagles. We're playing the Eagles schedule game real quick. Oh, Week one, again. Patriots. That's a win, right? I, I would think so. That's yeah. That's a win. Week two, Vikings. I'm gonna say a loss. I'm gonna say win. I'm gonna Mac, say break tie. the tie. I'm going to oh, say tie. tie. <laughs> no, say winner loss, damn it. Say winner loss. Break the tie. 35. Nope. God damn. All right. We'll go. We're going to go a loss. One on one. Tampa Bay. That's a win, probably, right? That's oh, a win. Yeah. For Two sure. on one. I think they'll split with the commies this year. So they're the week four is the commanders. We'll give them that one. Three on one. Um, Rams at Rams. in LA. Uh, I think that's a loss. Rams that might frauds. be lost. No, no, yeah, Rams are. All right, all right. We'll give them a win then. I, I, America. I wanted to be known that I think they're going to lose the Rams. Four-one. Uh, Week six at the Jets. That was my Charles Barkley. Yeah, that, America. I could say, America. I could see that one maybe being a loss. I think that one might be a loss too. It's in New York. I, I could see that one being a loss. Four and two. Next one, Miami, week seven. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting one. That that's could, Sunday I'm, night I'm, football. I'm going to say loss. Guy, uh, uh, it's it. I'd say it's win or loss, but let's just say loss. <laughs> what a bold prediction! Uh, <laughs> I think I would say a loss as well. So let's go. We're at four and three. All right. So this is another co- the Commanders game. So this is the loss. So this is four and four. Okay. Next up, Dallas. Do we think they split with Dallas too? Yeah. I kind of think they split I, with Dallas. So we'll split. give this one. We'll give this one a win. Five and four. Then it's a bye week. Then it's Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Are we playing? Are we beating Kansas City here? 
I'm not sure. These next three games, these next four games are extremely tough. Dude, insane stretch for them. I'm going to say. Right, like the most important part of their season. So I'm going to say they beat Kansas City. Okay. What do you I'm guys gonna, think? Yeah, let's just say it just for podcast okay. sake. All right, six and th- four. Next I think one. They went over on them, yeah. Buffalo. I think they lose to Buffalo. Mm. See, I would say otherwise. They're, I think we're at we ma- home, though. I, I think we match up well versus Buffalo. It is at home. What do you think, Mac? Win or loss? Break the tie. Yeah, they're going to win. Philly's got okay. this one. Okay, seven and four. Next up, Niners. I think this one might be a loss. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go the same way they're as it going, did in the they're NFC not going Championship. Through, they're not going 3-0 and against Chiefs, Bills, Niners. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, let's just say yep. loss. Uh, that one, yeah. So what are we at now? Seven and five. Yeah. Next up, Dallas. This is the loss to Dallas. Yep. So that's seven and six. Next up, Seattle in Seattle. Another tough team. Jeez. Yeah. I think My I think goodness. I think we handle business against Seattle. Okay. I'm gonna say they do as well. So we'll give them a win there. That's nine and six, right? Or eight and five. They're they're eight winning on a last second field goal though. No, 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 no. Nine and five. They're nine and five. Okay. Uh no, no, no. They had six losses. They're eight and six. Eight and six. Jesus Christ. I should have wrote this down. Eight and six. <laughs> uh, the last three games, though, aren't so bad. So it's the first matchup against the Giants in week 16, first of all. That's a win. Uh, uh, I think that's a win as well. So what was it? Eight and six. Win, win, nine win and six. to finish it I think out. It's, I think they sweep the Giants. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's nine and six, ten and six, eleven. So eleven and six. Kai, yeah. you won the NFL schedule game, dude. Go bet yeah. that over. Go bet it. <laughs> That was that was great, guys. The first ever see. NFL schedule game on Raging Takes. I'm glad that you could all be there for this. They're gonna they're they're gonna win some people some fantasy championships on week 17. Or is that is it week 17? Yeah, week 17 yeah. would be the Cardinals game. Week 18 would be the second Giants game. Yeah. So um, week 17. All right. So just to wrap everything up, did you guys have a favorite game of the games that we talked about? Or is there a game that we didn't talk about that you like? Uh, is there any final thoughts before we move on to uh, to the NBA? I like the Miami game week seven. Miami game week seven. Miami uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. That you're talking about? Okay. I like that one too. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm, like? I'm gonna have to go with the Super Bowl rematch. Just a bunch of Eagles games. Got it. Um. Oh, you're talking full. Sorry, full I thought schedule, we were still full on schedule. No, sorry, Eagles. sorry, sorry. I d- there was one I liked. It was um, Bills Eagles. That, Bills, I like that one. So yeah. Another Eagles game. <laughs> I like the Eagles, man. Kai talks to me about them all the time. Um, needs, I'm like on the hype train here. To be honest with you, my favorite game was Bills Bengals, but now I feel out of place. So I think my favorite game is going to be Giants Eagles on Christmas. Um. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Stop really? that. <laughs> no, no, I'll say Chiefs Jets. I'll say Rodgers versus Mahomes. I like, I like that, that one. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Finally, yeah. I like hopefully it. that hopefully that comes to fruition. Uh um, COVID toe doesn't act up for Rodgers. Yeah, I know. I was I, I was like, should I mention Tobin <laughs> last night when I was like doing research and stuff? And I was a little drunk, so I was like, I think I'm gonna mention Tobin tomorrow. I didn't I didn't mention Tobin. Uh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll move on. So last week, of course, we did the uh NBA remaining players draft. And man, it was a really close poll. Um Was it though? <laughs> Oh, man. And now that I'm looking at it, no, not even close at all. Uh, 77.8% of the votes. Brian won. Oh, wow. Um, This is the first time hearing about this. 
This is great. Uh, <laughs> no, obviously, that is, uh, I mean, I did have the best team by far. So, no. I mean, yeah, when no. you have a when you have a team with Curry and LeBron on it, it's kind of hard to beat. I would say. I mean, you could have picked them. You could have picked LeBron. That's, that's true. Uh, I, was I picked to... LeBron what sixth overall. So, I mean, uh, you give me LeBron sixth overall, and then Joel Embiid, the MVP of the league, seventh overall. Like after last night, I uh, or was that no? Actually, Tate. Actually, I got a beat way later than that, right? I think I picked Tatum after LeBron. Yeah. Uh, what'd you say, Mac? I shouldn't have picked Clay Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. We will get to that. Um, Clank. So, so, yeah, I mean, only only nine votes. So thank you for everybody who did vote in that in that uh, poll. We're going to keep doing stuff like that moving forward. I thought I thought that was really fun last week, honestly. So thank yeah. you for voting. Um, it took me a couple days to get that graphic out. It's not, it's not the best looking graphic all the time. But I thought I did an OK job, right? I'm uh, I'm not a Canva pro. I just use Canva pro. Uh, all right. So we'll move on to the NBA playoffs then. And uh, Matt kind of got to it already, but I'm just going to go ahead and tee it up to you. Last night, the Lakers beat the Warriors in game six to defeat them four games to two in the series. The Lakers will now move on to the Western Conference finals. Mac, what do you feel about the Warriors? What are your thoughts after the loss last night? Oh, man. Well, it's amazing that we made the playoffs at all. I want to throw that in there. Um, our second best player historically the past couple seasons has been Andrew Wiggins. He missed a third of the games. So just making the playoffs at all was incredible. Beating an incredible young team that matches up in, like way better against us than the Lakers did, I thought. And the Kings, so beating them was amazing. My goodness, I have a lot of thoughts. It's it's hard to get them all straight. Uh, you know, I I was pretty mad the first eh, 10 minutes of the first quarter, like when it was almost over. I was like, you could see that they they started to bring it back. I don't know, man. It's really tough. It's like, uh, like I think they're going to there's going to be some big shakeups in this offseason first of all. Um, maybe some people leave that we wouldn't expect to. I you know, or, you know, maybe we do expect you and Jordan Poole. It's, it's just a lot, you know? I'd like to hear from you guys, too. What you, like, Did you guys watch that game at all? Yeah, I was at work uh, watching it. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, no, I was at work, work watching it. Yeah, the Lakers, they just, they just started off really fast, and they just never looked back. You know, they, they just held the lead the whole time. They just looked like the better team last night, and, yeah, the Warriors couldn't do enough to, to break the, the lead, you know? Yeah, once so, Austin Reeves hit that uh, half-court shot oh right before man. the half, I was yeah. like, because I had literally just uttered before that moment, all right, we can go into the half, not down double digits, and maybe come out and, you know, third quarter, third quarter Warriors, you know, get it going. And once that happened, I'm like, well, game's over. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure why that did it for me, because they didn't really look too great at all in the first half, but... Yeah, it's tough. You know, obviously love Steph Curry and all of the Warriors, really, even the ones with bad performances. Clay Thompson, he was he put a lot of pressure on himself and did not perform, you know, in doing so. So that's really sad because he's my favorite player all time. Clay Thompson is so it's uh, it's tough. They did Curry's supporting cast just really didn't get it done for him. So that's there's I, it's going to change. They, uh, you can get a good view of Curry's face after the Reeves shot goes in because Curry was really close to the basket. 
And he he his facial expression looked exactly like the what you just expressed, where it's just like God, like damn it, we had a chance to go like not go down double digits, and then that happens. He just looked very defeated, like uh, you know, like like oh my God, like we gotta we gotta go uphill for the entire second half. It was uh, that that Austin Reeves shot was was huge, honestly, a big time shot. Um, I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of this game because it was on at the same time as the Golden Knights game last night. So I was at, I was at a bar. They had both games up on the TVs, but I was mainly focused on the hockey game. Um, with that being said, I saw some stuff. I, I th- it feels like Anthony Davis was the. Uh, now I, I didn't get to watch a lot of the series because most of the games were on the same time as the Golden Knights, but it felt like Anthony Davis was the biggest factor for either way. Like when he wasn't doing well, the Warriors seemed to be the better team. And when he was doing well, the Lakers seemed like the much better team was, is there any truth to that, that Anthony Davis was kind of the key figure for them specifically? Oh yeah. He really showed out when they, when they needed him to throughout the whole series. Can't take anything away from him. Um, you know, good for him, man. It's tough to say that. (laughs) but It's like, he has like historically just always had something go wrong. Kind of like Chris Paul vibes. You know what I mean? It's like, injuries or just whatever else just doesn't work out for him and he showed that he really is a superstar to everybody you know on the biggest stage once against one of the, you know the defending champions and you know he's got another tough matchup and he's probably going to be on mm-hmm. Jokic a lot right or like mm-hmm. you know so that's going to be an amazing matchup I'm obviously rooting for the Nuggets yeah. <laughs> I, I would like for the Nuggets to you know Murray and um, Jokic Michael Porter like they got a bunch of guys that I really like on that team. I'd like to see them get a ring. Uh, yeah. So I did have some more stats. I'm, if you guys don't mind, it's like a little, little interesting one that I, someone put on out on Reddit. So this is free throw attempts versus two point field attempts in just the Lakers Warriors series, right? So AD 29 free throw attempts on 72 two point field goal attempts. LeBron, 21 field free throw attempts on 59 two-point field goal attempts. Schroeder, 18 free throw attempts on 27 two-point field goal attempts. Reeves, 13 uh, free throw attempts on 29 uh, two-point field goal attempts. Vanderbilt, 12 free throw attempts on 11 two-point field goal attempts. And then Curry, at the the bottom of the list here, 11 free throw attempts on 58 two-point field goal attempts. So one less attempt than LeBron and 10 less free throw attempts. This was before last night's game, to be fair. But uh, I thought that was interesting. People, You know, it's, that was like a big point of contention. People saying that Warriors don't go to the rim. They consistently had as many points in the paint as the Lakers did. It, you know, it didn't always end that way. But, like, sometimes at halftime, I think it was game five, Warriors had more uh points in the paint like significantly more than the Lakers but they didn't shoot any free throws until a minute left in that half of that game it was uh I'm not trying to blame the refs here I just thought it was interesting that like that that seemed to be like a hot topic right like saying the Warriors only shoot threes and they shoot a lot of threes probably too many but they also tried to get to the rim and they don't know how to get rewarded for it like the Lakers do you know uh yeah I mean that's a that's a great point. Too. Getting rewarded for it, like the Lakers do, like LeBron is the king of that and has been for you know fifteen years. Uh, and when he's not getting the calls, he he adjusts his game to. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, flopping. I mean, it's 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 flopping as a strategy, though. You know, it's like trying to get the attention for the refs, and he's like 
perfected that down to a science. So. You watch soccer, right, Brian? You would see oh, the yeah. similarities there in that aspect. Oh, that's even worse in soccer. The, no, the, yeah, the I would say I would say the ideology of it for sure, but soccer is just so much more egregious that I don't. I think it's not comparable in a way, but the the idea behind it is absolutely the exact same for sure. But soccer is like they'll get bumped and then they're literally crying like you know like real tears on on the on the on the field and shit like that you know or like lebron's not gonna have the lebron might have like a pained face on like you know trying to like act it up but he's not gonna be sitting there looking like his his leg just got chopped off like some like most soccer players so i do think that the ideology of why each uh athlete in each sport does it is the same exact thing as soccer is is much more egregious though soccer is crazy I, I think a lot. If a lot of people who complain about the NBA's flopping watch soccer, they would be they would just lose their mind, which is probably why a lot of Americans don't watch soccer. Um, before we move on, I wanted to ask you, Mac. So there was a lot of uh, interesting moments from Steve Kerr this series. The two that comes to mind, I, I think I'm probably forgetting one, but the two that came to mind immediately was. Uh, I believe it was game four in L.A. Uh, where Clay Thompson had a couple of shots at the end, or maybe it was just one shot at the end, where it was kind of like it. It was a quick three. It it it, it looked it looked it looked like the Warriors could have got a smarter shot off, and you could see Kerr right behind Thompson when he shoots it. Like what what are you doing? Why did you do that? I've never seen Kerr react that way to one of Curry Thompson or like Draymond in game. Even when Draymond does crazy stuff, he's usually pretty supportive of those three. And then there's another thing that he mentioned last night where he just straight up said this was not a championship team. Uh, what what were your thoughts on either of those moments? If you have any thoughts at all on either of that, or if there was another moment that caught your eye from Steve Kerr this series. Yeah, so continuously throughout the series, uh, pregame, postgame interviews, he kept harping on the fact that we were rushing things. And that's that's pretty much it. You know, it's like especially that one that you mentioned, game four, just instead of trying to maybe bounce the ball around a little bit more, which is, you know, historically how the Warriors play, right? They just that almost everybody touches the ball on a on a great Warriors possession. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's Clay Thompson is a shooter, man. He's not. He's not good at much else at this point. Is in at this point is of, of his career. So, and he's not that good at shooting now. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, uh, that hurts me. To, like I said, that hurts me to say. He's my favorite player. Um, it's it's really tough, man. It's like he he had moments of greatness throughout the regular season. Um, he had you know so, he had you know game two. He looked good. He had you know a little bit in the King series. <sighs> It's. I think that injury had maybe more of an effect on him than I thought. Maybe even Kerr thought. Who knows? Um, yeah, if Clay does come back to the Warriors, it's he's gonna be taking a massive pay cut just based off this performance in the playoffs. I would say. I. So it does seem like his shooting is, and we'll move on to another. I know we're we're sitting on the Warriors a long time, but there's a lot to talk about here. I. I I think that you're right where his game has declined a lot, most likely due to the injury, obviously. Luckily for him, in my opinion, if if he is willing to come down, I'm going to say ego, but that's not the right word, because you know, I'm just saying like an athletic ego, not his ego specifically. But as an athlete, a professional athlete, you have a certain kind of ego where I'm the guy. I want to be in the starting lineup. I want to take this shot. I want to take this possession. I want to touch the ball here. 
if you if he decides that here in the next couple of years, like, man, I really don't have it anymore and is willing to take a step back and just become that like like that Kyle Corver, he would probably be more involved in an offense than like a Kyle Corver would be. Where it's like just he, be, he could easily be six man, yeah. I see yeah, what you're yeah like sit there in the way you know the the corner of the you know and just wait for the ball and take open threes. Shooting is historically usually one of the last things to go on an athlete. And Clay being a top three shooter of all time, you would imagine that that would be the same for him. I still think that he could have a very long career just taking a step back, not being the number two on a team, being a bench guy, or even being like a number four or five starter on a on a, on a team just to provide shooting and spacing and stuff like that. He could still play in the NBA for years, and he could still help a team win a championship, whether that's Warriors or another team. Still, he just gotta gotta take a step back, I think, because it's it's pretty obvious he's not the same player he was five six years ago. Right. There is a. Uh, I mean, this this person's been rumored to the Warriors for quite some time now. But I was like, obviously going over some potential trades, things like that, in my head last night, drowning my sorrows, and I came up with Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, and a. Bunch of draft picks for Pascal Siakam. Siakam? I'm not sure if I said that right. Siakam, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the money would work. I'm like, thinking of it in my head because Clay and Poole obviously may. Why would the Raptors take that? That's the only thing. The only thing. The only reason I could see that being a thing is if the if Siakam wants out. Yeah, I think. I mean, who doesn't want to play with Steph Curry? Is my thing. Um, it's I think he would just fit. That's mostly I'm not thinking too deep into it. Like, you know, being the GM of each team wise, it's more uh, it, like the pieces work. Oh, it'd basically. be good. I mean, Siakam and Curry would work, obviously, for sure. But I just don't, I don't see why the Raptors would do that. Jordan Poole, I, mean, I think the Warriors are going to are going to want to trade Jordan Poole this offseason. I don't think they're going to be able to because of the contract. I think that they're better off hanging on to him, hope that he's better next year, and then maybe trying to figure out a, a different spot for him, because I don't think you're going to get anything for him. And I don't think anybody's going to want the Warrior, him. I don't think the Warriors, and specifically Steph Curry, cares after, you know, he kept bitching about his minutes, and it just felt like he wasn't being respected, basically, because of that. And but It's like, if you, if you can't cut him and you can't find anyone to take on his contract, though, you're stuck with him. It's, it doesn't matter what Curry wants, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I think I just have this feeling, man. I think they'll they will literally do, like I said, a bunch of draft picks, like a significant amount, just to send them away. That's Maybe. what that's what they'd have to do. But then also, you're gonna have to you're still gonna have to take back money in return. So whoever you get back in return, you're 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 right. Where you're basically gonna have to just wait for the right maybe not superstar, but like star player, like a Siakam to go, you know what? I want out and then go, okay, well, we're just going to throw three first round picks and Jordan Poole at you. Then in that scenario, that could absolutely possibly get somebody of that caliber. But I think that that has to arise first where like somebody like Pascal Siakam or you know, whoever else, you know, like a Julius Randles. I don't think you want Julius Randle, but somebody, somebody of that caliber where it's like a C tier NBA player wants out. Okay, we'll throw you Jordan Poole in three first. And I'd, see what, I'd also see what love is. like a, a Franz Wagner, a Sangoon, something like that. So, I don't know. Some interesting players out there. All right. Um, that was some nice Warriors talk. I think we got some pretty, pretty deep convo in there. So we'll move on now to the other Western Conference series. The Denver Nuggets defeat the Phoenix Suns in six games. This series went out like a lamb it was just such a uh, such a weak game six uh the the sun's lot i mean the Again, suns are down at home 
at home for the second year in a row, the Suns get just absolutely murdered in an elimination game. Uh, they were basically down 30 the entire time. Um, it was yeah. it was crazy. Uh, what do you guys think about this series? Did you get a chance to watch game six the other night at all? Yeah, I got to watch a little bit of it. Yeah, just uh, Booker and KD just did not show up whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just looked like the worst team out of the gate for the entire game. Yeah, I think at halftime, I think I saw something pop up, like a graphic that they barely had, like, you know, like 25 points combined or something. And it was like, ooh, that's just, that's not going to get it done. You yeah, know, yeah. For, for a team of that caliber, too, when you're like, you're basically your whole team, which is Katie and uh, Devin Booker, just aren't showing up. Yeah, there's just no chance you're going to beat a team like the Nuggets. Durant finished yeah. with 23 points. Uh, Booker finished with 12 points, eight assists. Campaign led the way for the Suns with 31. And man, I feel bad for Devin Booker. He played so well the whole series, and then that, you know, like that's tough. They just didn't have a strong bench at all. They got nobody on their bench. Yeah, DeAndre Aiden giving up sometimes during the game. Chris Paul, uh, I mean, perfectly timed injury as always. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not his fault, but it's just so crazy how it happens every single like year. Like yeah. clockwork. Literally, death taxes Chris Paul getting injured in the second round every single time. Um, Nuggets, for the Nuggets side, Nikola Jokic had a triple-double, 32-12 assists and 10 rebounds. Uh, 26 for Jamal Murray. 21 for KCP, 13 for Bruce Brown. So uh, the Nuggets are coming into the Laker matchup with some juice. What do you guys feel about this Western Conference Finals matchup? Do you guys have any predictions between Denver and L.A.? Kai, go ahead. It's definitely going seven games, and I'm going to go with the Lakers in this one. Whoa. Laker homer. Laker homer. No, no. I honestly, I've been going back and forth on this all night. Like ever since, uh, ever since the Lakers won yesterday, I was like, who, who do I think is going to win? I said on Twitter Nuggets and seven yesterday, but I really still don't. I still don't fully know what I'm going. I think I'll stick with Nuggets and seven, but I, part of me thinks the Lakers might win in like six. Uh, it's just like I don't know. I, every time you see LeBron in the playoffs, it's like, man, I want to pick LeBron. He's just, he's just, I don't know. He's just not. 2018 LeBron anymore. It's not all up to him. There's a lot of supporting cast on the Lakers that have to play well, too. So I don't know. I'm going to say Nuggets and seven, I think, but I I don't feel great about it. Mac, what do you think? Uh, Nuggets and four. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, still going to go Nuggets, but I will give the Lakers two games. So, yeah. Uh, Nuggets Nuggets and six. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's, um, it's it's just a tough series. I mean, yeah, it's like, of course, like, can you go against playoff LeBron? But it's like, yeah, this Nuggets team is really good. They match up very well against each other. It's going to be a fun this, series. This is a matchup of the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. Nuggets versus Lakers. What? Um, and then also on the other side, we have perhaps, a, uh, you know, I just now realizing they might have a uh, an Eastern Conference Finals rematch from the bubble, too. I think it was Celtics Heat. Uh-huh. In the Eastern Conference Finals that year, right? Dead so on. the Celtics win Game Seven. That's crazy, actually. Uh, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, but we'll get to Celtics Sixers in a second. We'll start now in the East with the Heat and the Knicks. The Heat defeat the Knicks last night in six games. Uh, Jimmy Butler is him still. Uh, what do My you guys think about? My raging take is alive. <laughs> what do you guys think about Heat Knicks uh, um, Game Six? Uh, 
not my favorite games to watch. Still great, you know, still playoff basketball, but man, the Heat like, are scrappy. Goodness it was an old school feel. The Heat have really come together strong at the exact right time they needed to. I mean, they looked dead in the water in that first play-in game against Atlanta, and then ever since then, they have just been lights out. Like, Jim, playoff Jimmy Butler is absolutely a thing. Uh, and he very well might lead them to the to a championship this year as a seven seed. Or, no, he's an eight seed. The eight, eight seed, huh? Yeah. yeah. Timothy, Jimothy. Timothy. Finals MVP. Still sticking with my raging take. Love it. Um. um oh, Tyler Hero. Can he? Was there any chance? So back? I think it was. I think it was a six week injury when it occurred. When did it occur? It occurred in like one of the first couple of games of the early. first round, right? Yeah. Or what? Or was it the play in game? I think it was the second play in game. I think it was the game, game. Yeah. So oh, how yeah. long ago is that? That was mid-April. That was about four weeks ago. I would assume, Dr. Mm. Brian here, I would assume Dr. that Brian. he has about two <laughs> two more weeks to go. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to guess to I'm gonna guess that we would not see him until the finals. Yeah, I, I think he would play game one of the finals. That's my that's my diagnosis, Dr. Dr. Brian here. So that's something that he's dribbling basketballs. So that's cool. That's great. That's great to hear. Um. All right, we'll move on. I, I one little note: I saw a Knicks fan on uh, Twitter saying, "I think this uh, this feels like watching the Knicks Cavs series, but but from the Cavs' point of view." So, <laughs> uh, I, so I, now I know exactly how that series went. Uh, so, oh, and I feel I feel good about it. Um, go Jimmy. Next up, Celtics Sixers Game Seven. Going to a Game Seven. I thought it was funny last night. The uh, the Devils and the or not last night, the other night, the Devils and the Sixers were playing like at the same exact time, or maybe like one after another. The uh, Devils and Sixers, obviously, kind of in the same area. You know, I, I think there's a Jersey and and Philadelphia are really close to one another. I think there's a lot of of overlapping sports fans there. So I just like there's a lot of people who are Devils and Sixers fans watching these games and just being completely miserable right now. It was like, oh, oh man, I kind of I kind of fell for them. Sixers um, could have put it away in game they, six. They I had mean, a chance. They choked it away, dude. Like they, they had a legitimate shot. And now you're giving Boston juice in a game seven in Boston. Like Jason Tatum has been in plenty of big games like this before. It's going to be tough to beat the Celtics in Boston in a game seven for sure. So what do you what do you guys think? What, who do you think is going to win game seven here? Boston, unfortunately. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, they uh Actually, uh, yeah, they play tomorrow at 12.30, so yeah, I'm yeah. going to go with Boston. Unfortunate, because, yeah, I think that was their chance, like Kai said, to put it away for the Sixers, Game 6. They had them pretty much the entire game until, what was it, about eight minutes left in the fourth when Tatum's shot started finally falling, and then it was just an avalanche. My goodness. Um, I'm going to say the Celtics as well. I think it's going to be really close, though. I, I oh, think it'll be close. It'll yeah, come down to the final possession, I think. I could see it, but it's we'll see just... if Harden shows up or not. I think that that's my that's my biggest key point for the Sixers. Harden has to show up, like he did in Game One and like Game Three. Got to show up. Is um, there um, any good strip clubs in that area? Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll do some research and get back to you. Thank you. Um. All right. I think that's it. You guys got any other comments about the NBA at all? Uh-uh. No, I think we wrapped it up pretty well. I think no matter what the Eastern Conference Finals is between the Heat, Celtics, Sixers, I think it's going to be fun, no matter what. Oh, um, yeah. All right, so I'll just I'll just do a quick NHL run-through real fast. So 
The Eastern Conference Finals has been decided in the NHL. It's going to be Carolina Hurricanes versus the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers were another like really low seed that came in and just they they beat the Boston Bruins in the first round. Now they beat the Maple Leafs here in the second round in five games. Uh, the Panthers are on fire right now. It was another situation, kind of like what I was talking about, like the Devils and Sixers last night. The Panthers, who play in Florida, obviously, and the Heat were playing at the exact same time, but it was reversed. They were both won those games. So I'm like, man, those, a bunch of Florida fans are probably really happy right now. That's probably an awesome feeling watching both of your teams win, you know, series at the same exact time. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Canes, Panthers, I for the Eastern Conference Finals, I don't, I don't, I don't know who I'm going to choose here. I think I'm going to go Panthers. I think I'm going to say Panthers in seven. I think this is going to be a battle. The Panthers are on fire right now. I think the hur- I mean, I think a lot of people consider the Hurricanes just straight up the best team remaining now, uh, especially now that the mm-hmm. Leafs are gone. I, I think it's between probably. I think most people would say it's it's either the Knights, Oilers, or Can- probably more likely it's either the Canes or the Oilers. I think people would say. Um, so we'll see. I, I kind of like, I think the Panthers, just like the heat, the Panthers got hot at the exact time that they needed it to. And I think that they're just going to keep riding that. So I, I think the Panthers will, will beat the Canes in seven for the Eastern conference finals. Next up, we do not have any team set for the Western conference finals yet. Both series still going on last night. The golden Knights beat the Oilers four to three in Vegas. They take a three to two lead over Edmonton. Game six is tomorrow at 7 PM Vegas time, Western uh, Pacific time. Uh, man. So so far, the Knights have won all the odd games. One, three, five. The Oilers have won the even games. Two, four. Next game is six. Obviously, that's an even game. I said Knights at seven before the series, so I'm kind of worried. I think that the Oilers are probably. I don't think they're going to go out that easy. I think they're probably going to win Game Six, and Game Seven will be in Vegas on Tuesday night. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hope the Knights can close them out on Sunday, Mother's Day. I, I don't I don't know. The Oilers are not going to go down that easily, though. The Golden Knights last night may have played the best defensive game that they have played in their entire history. They got a five minute major penalty at the end of the second period. Gigan Kolazar was called for boarding against um, Ekholm, Matias Ekholm. Five minute major. Uh, they killed off 30 seconds of it before the intermission. And then they had four minutes, 37 seconds uh, at the start of the third period with a two goal lead against the best power play unit in the history of the NHL. Connor McDavid scored a goal, the only goal that the Oilers got in that power play. So I was like, even when you give up one goal against the Oilers, it felt like a W. It was like, wow, we only gave up one goal in those five minutes. So that was great. I think that even without their top defenseman, Alex Petrangelo, who got suspended for a slash on Leon Dreisaitl in game four, uh, they they just played one of the best defensive games in franchise history. I was very impressed. Hopefully they do that exact same game plan again in Edmonton in game six, and they lock up a victory and head to the Western Conference Finals for the third time in, six, in their six-year history. On the other side, the Stars and the Kraken. Dallas has taken a 3-2 lead over Seattle. Uh, the Kraken had a 2-1 lead in the series at one point. Don't forget, game six is tonight. Uh, I think this is going to seven as well. So I am going to say the Kraken win in Seattle tonight to extend their season and go to a winner take all game seven in Dallas. Um, uh, I, I assume on Monday. I think they'll probably play on Monday. Yeah. So uh, my prediction for the Western Conference finals has been night stars this entire time. I still think it's going to be night stars. So. Go Knights. Hopefully they close this out on Sunday. And uh, unless you guys have anything to say about the NHL, we will move on to the MLB. Um, let me actually pull up ML, the MLB standings right now. I don't I'll be honest with you. I, I 
between like final ex- I had final exams this week for school and then obviously the Golden Knights are, are in the thick of, of war right now. So I haven't really been paying any attention to baseball. Uh, do you guys have any like storylines or, or things that you want to talk about in the MLB before we do a quick division run through? Not too much. Been kind of also locked in on the NBA and things like that. Uh, Cincinnati released their City Connect jerseys, and they're kind of cool. I saw that. I kind of like them too. Yeah, I don't think they're like one of the best ones I've seen, but there, uh, there's so many like just straight up dog shit ones that like yeah. when you see like a mid one, you're like, oh, I like that. Not I think bad, that's what it right? is. Yeah, it's, I it think it's a mid one cool. that I like. Yeah, it's, I like the 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 black and the red. Uh, I I don't know. They, they played off each other well in that. I like it a lot. I'll tell you who's I don't like one bit is the new Rangers ones. Those ones are awful. They're not as bad as the uh, the Giants, though. The creamsicle. Yeah, I don't love those either. I would say I, I prefer those ones, but I I, I don't really? love those ones either. You're right. Yeah. And I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. They're not. No, I don't. I, they're, I don't like them. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, though, yeah, there just haven't been any like zany or crazy headlines in the MLB currently. But just you know, just normal. I'm sure. I'm sure we missed something, but I'm I'm not going to stress about it too much. Uh, I'll just do a quick little run through. So, starting the American League, the Rays are still in control of the East. They're at 30 and 11. They lost to the Yankees today. Um, I believe. Did that hold up? I think they lost to the Yankees today. Don't quote me on that one. Yes, they won. Uh, so the Yankees won. So they're 30 and 11. The Orioles have a three and a half game lead or, uh, uh, they're behind them three and a half games. The blue Jays are six and a half back. The Red Sox and the Yankees are both seven back. Um, and the AL central is still the twins. The twins are the only team in that division with a winning record. A little fun fact for you, the Red Sox and Yankees who are sitting at the bottom of the AL East would either one of them would be first place in the AL central. So that's fun. Uh, the twins lead it though. Currently 21 and 18. The tigers are three and a half back. Uh, so are the guardians. They're three and a half back as well. Uh, in the West, the Rangers still have a lead on Kai's angels. Uh, they're up two and a half games. The Astros are sitting there too. They're currently three games back of the Rangers and the Mariners are three and a half back of the Rangers over to the NL in the East. The Braves have a six game lead on the Phillies currently at 25 and 13 in the NL central. The Brewers have a half game lead on the pirates, uh, 21 and 17. Cubs are two back. The Reds are three and a half back. In the NL West, the Dodgers currently have a three-game lead on the D-backs. The Padres are five back. The Giants are six and a half back. So that's the MLB run through. All right. So before we get going, uh, we're gonna do just a quick, way too early NFL playoff seeding preview prediction. So I think we'll just go. Just I, I don't know. You want to run? You want to do everybody's AFCs first, and we'll do NFCs, and then we'll. Talk yeah. about it. Let's yeah. do AFCs first. So, Mac, you go first with your AFC predictions. Uh, we're just doing playoff seedings one through seven. We're not doing like playoff matchups or anything like that, right? Just doing the playoff seedings. Yeah. Just okay. the seedings. So, so, Mac, tell us what your AFC playoff seeding way too early NFL playoff seedings are. Yep, I got the defending champs going number one, the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. and then two, I got Bengals, three at Bills, four Ravens, and then you, wild card. You, you still didn't do this right. Did I do it wrong? Yeah, yeah Ravens did. and Bengals are in the same division. You need a West team, or not a West team, a South team. You need a South team. Oh no! So you don't have a single South team. <laughs> we'll come back to Mac. We're coming back to Mac. All right, so I'll do mine next. One, I got the Chiefs. I, I'm, I'm totally gonna steal all of Mac's picks now. I want Chiefs. Two Bengals, three Bills, 
four Jags, which I think was really similar to last year's AFC stand. Yeah. I think the Bills and the so, Bengals were just I, swapped, right? I think, I think the Bills were the two, the Bengals were the three. Yeah, that was exact, I think. And the Jags four. Uh, for the wild card, I got Dolphins five, Chargers six. And I got Raiders seven, that rascally Jimmy Garoppolo. He just finds ways to win. I think that the Raiders are going to have like a game or, or a game or two more wins and, and just sneak into the playoffs. So that's my, I guess, I, a mini raging take, I guess, for the uh, for the AFC playoff picture. Kai, you go ahead. Who, who do you got in the AFC? Uh, mine's very, very similar, at least considering the, the four division winners. So, yeah, Chiefs at number one, Bengals at number two, Bills at number three. And Jaguars at number four. Yeah, I'm gonna keep riding that Trevor Lawrence hot hand with Doug Peterson. I get. Yeah. So for my wild card now, yeah, uh, I think the Dolphins are too scrappy and too good to keep out of the playoffs this time around, especially if Tua can stay healthy. So I have them at number five. Um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at number six. I think the contract's gonna motivate them a little bit. I think they helped them out a little bit on offense this year, so I see good things for them this year. Uh-huh. And then for my final wild card team, this is a little bit of a wild, literally a wild card, no pun intended. Uh, I'm gonna say the Colts. They kind of had a down year last year. Matt Ryan was just not the guy. Jonathan Taylor was injured. I really like what they did in the draft this year. They got Anthony Richardson. I think he's gonna be really good. I expect Jonathan Taylor to be fully healthy this year and really improve that offense. So. I like I like the that's another little mini raging take for the Colts. Uh, oh jeez, never mind. You know what? Never mind. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Uh, totally lost my train of thought. Mac, are you ready to go? Uh, yeah. So this replace my other. Uh, so AFC South, I got Jaguars. Okay. And then what are your wild card teams? Dolphins, Jets, Ravens. So we have the exact same top five teams in order: Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Jags, Dolphins. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. And then we each have different wild card. Uh, you guys share Ravens, but other than that, we all have different wild card picks. So that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, Mac, you want to just go ahead and read off your NFC as well? Yeah. Uh, also, Super Bowl team, Eagles, then Niners, Lions, Saints. Niners, then, Lions, Saints. All right. And then wild card, I got Vikings, Cowboys, Seahawks. Okay, I like it. I remember what I was going to say about the Colts. Um, did Matt Ryan retire, or is he their backup, or is he gone? I think it was a one year. This is a one year deal. So is he a free agent? I, I just don't. I don't remember hearing anything about him after the season. I, I feel like I may have missed it. Yeah, know. I'm not sure. Yeah, he might find a backup role somewhere, but yeah, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's a starter anymore. Um. All right, anyways, moving on back to my NFC predictions. I got one Vikings. Uh, don't know why. I just like I just like the vibe. I feel like their offense is always consistent. They, they got great weapons. They have a solid D always. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll go Vikings uh, as the one seed. I said two of the Eagles. Uh, that tougher schedule playing in a factor into that. Three, I got the Niners. Uh, there's a quarterback question there, but I, somehow they always figure it out. Four, I think the Saints win the South by just straight up default. Uh, they're the only ones with like a, like a quarterback that they know for a fact is going to start no matter what. So I just think the stability alone gives them a little bit of a, a head start in that division. I got the Saints at the four seed. Wild card, Cowboys five. Uh, I got the Rams six. I think the Rams are going to be a little rejuvenated this year, come back with something to prove. And seven, the Lions, I think, are going to sneak in there. 
Ty, go ahead. All right, so number one, got to go with my Eagles. I think they're going to still remain to be a strong team despite this tougher schedule. Uh, number two, I got the Niners. Yeah, just too good of a team to keep out of the playoffs. Three, I'm going to take the Lions to win the division. I really like what they're putting out this year. I really love their draft. I see big things for Detroit this year. Um, and four, I have the Panthers taking the South. I, I really like what they did in the draft this year. I think they gave Bryce Young enough weapons to succeed in his first year, especially in a very weak division. So I'm going to go with the Panthers. Kind of like a mini raging take myself. Um, for my wild card, I got the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Seahawks. Love it. So yeah, our AFC was super similar, and then the <laughs> NFC was like all over the place. Um, did we have like any similarities at all? Similarities at all? Well, actually, uh, Kai and I had the same wild card. That's funny. Yeah, just just swapped around. Uh, bit, yeah, we all have Cowboys in the wild card. That's really about it. I mean, we all have like the Eagles Niners, obviously, but um, yeah. Okay. Interesting. We're, we're all kind of, kind of different uh, thinking in the NFC. It's kind of, kind of interesting. All right. So that was fun. And I finish off. Let's go with our raging take of the week. And I think Max got one teed up. Max, well, go ahead. Uh, before we go to the raging take, I'd say uh, let's make a graphic of our picks and just save it for the end of the NFL season. And we could see who is like the most correct at the end of the Ooh. season. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, I don't know. The The way too early doesn't have to be like, I, I think that we do this again right before the start of the NFL season. We definitely keep track of those, right? Should we keep track of these ones or not? I'm down if you guys want to. I don't think this one is quite necessary. It's just so early. These we'll are going to change later. big time in a couple yeah. of months. Okay, we'll and discuss off. We'll discuss off air. Yeah. So go well, ahead, back with your raging take. I also wanted to add one one quick thing before that. Matt Ryan was released in mid March, and uh, so for my raging take, um, best friend of LeBron James, Draymond Green, Me? is oh. gonna, gonna yeah you. He's going to be on the Lakers next year if the Lakers don't win the the whole thing. Mm. I, I think I think there's a better chance of him staying on the Warriors if uh, the Lakers win the finals. Interesting. I, I kind of think Draymond might be gone. Yeah. No matter I mean, what. I he could definitely end up on another team for sure, yeah. but I think that's his top destination. You know what I mean? I agree. I think you're right at that. Yeah, because him and LeBron, there's no secret. Him and LeBron are boys. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody usually wants to play for the Lakers. Uh, living in LA as a rich person would be quite cool. Um, yeah, I I personally think that I I think Clay stays and I think Jordan Poole stays because I just don't think that they can find anybody to take him. I kind of think that this is the end of the line for Draymond with the Warriors. I do think Draymond will immediately find a new home, uh, whether it's with the Lakers or elsewhere. Uh, I, I, I honestly love that raging take. I think it's a really good one. Yeah, well, so, well it's, it's going to be a interest. Something's going to get shaken up on that Warriors yeah, team. Agreed. Agreed. The the comment from Curry yesterday was saying that this was not a championship team. I think it was very telling that they're going to make some massive change ups to that uh, to that roster this this off season. Um, okay, uh, so wrap it up uh like always our dms are open for any takes comments uh opinions that you guys have for us we will read them on air anytime that you guys want to send us our way uh, you can also send us 
an email at ragingtakes at gmail.com. Uh, at ragingtakes on Twitter is where to DM us. Uh, next week, I don't know yet. Well, I guess we'll, we'll figure it out. And we kind of just been winging these uh, every single week. Well, so actually, um, next week, Brian, you're going to be in Hawaii. So I think uh, me, Mac, yeah, me, Mac, and Dylan Peters will probably uh, write something up. Of course, we'll go over the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. Um, probably some more football talk too. Things are probably going to. I think uh, training camps have started for rookies here, or they are pretty soon, I imagine. So maybe we'll have some stories come out of that. Very true. Yeah, completely forgot. I will not be on the pod next week. So Kai, Mac, and Dylan are going to have pod duties. So that's going to be exciting. I'm going to be excited to listen to you guys probably on the flight home. Um, all right. Yeah. So for Kai and Mac, this is Brian signing off. We'll see you next week.